Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Way too much snow. Way too often. March, once again, the worst winter month. Dave Harrigan has come around. He agrees with nope, me. Not quite. Oh, stop. Stop. All right. I want, I was... Uh, I was saddened to see this, but not surprised that once again, I'm not saddened in any way that people are showing up to events involving a council or wherever it might be where policies are going to be debated. But when they act beyond reasonable and at times criminal, and this is becoming more commonplace, and it should not be viewed common or accepted in any way. We're about to bring in the conversation Minneapolis City Council member Latricia Vitao. But I'm going to read parts of the Dave Oric story from the Star Tribune because Oric lays it out very well. A divided Minneapolis City Council decided to seek help from state lawmakers to crack down on threats against them and near takeovers of council meetings by protesters. Think about that. Seeking help from state lawmakers to crack down threats against them and takeovers of council meetings. The tense discussions came a week and a half after protesters so disrupted a meeting and accosted council members that three of them filed police reports alleging intimidation. In those incidents, a group of protesters on the losing side of a series of votes Force a recess of the council when they shouted on council members with profanities and statements about their families. While several reached over the dais where council members sat. Again, profanities, comments about their families, reaching out of them. Council member Vito, who's about to join us, and a member of staff were filed in the skyway by an activist screaming profanities at them. And according to the council member's account, briefly trapping them on the top of a two-story escalator, an incident recorded by activist D.J. Hooker. Vita on Tuesday said she has been granted a restraining order against Hooker. And Councilmember Vita is with us. She is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker outline. I am sorry you had to go through this. It is tragic that this continues to happen. Uh, across uh, this city, across the state, and across the country. Thank you very much for your time. How typical is this becoming, Councilmember, where you're debating 
and discussing policies which are important, where people have passionate opinions, but is clearly going beyond the normal discourse, which is should be accepted by a civilized society. Absolutely. And sadly, it's becoming too common. You know, I knew when I um, got this job that there would be difficult conversations and that people would be angry sometimes and sometimes happy around the decisions I made. But I never ran for office to be called the N-word or, you know, for my husband and even my dog to be threatened, to be called a sellout for people to accuse me of not being black enough, that that goes too far. Yeah. What are the particular issues in your position where individuals are so infuriated and so nauseating, I'll use that term, where they're using this filth against you? So I think the two big things that I've noticed that have come up on the council is encampment clearance, cl- you know, clearing encampments and then um, this Ruth Depot uh, issue has been a part of um, the work I've done on the council, but I don't, you know, I don't, um, I, how can I say this? I just, I don't uh, oversee the work that's being done on the Ruth Depot because mm-hmm. it's not in my ward as much. I mean, it's not in my word at all, so I don't really have a lot of communication about it as much. But I have had people in the past reach out to me to talk. And none of these people who were at the meeting last week has ever tried to set a meeting with my office and say, Council Member, this is what we think. You know, it's always been just showing up. And last week wasn't the first time that this group showed up, but last week was the first time that I felt unsafe, with you know, with what was happening. So um, you point out, and the org story points out, this activist, DJ Hooker. How many other people are involved in this? And what is the next step for the council to continue to get things done, to tackle issues where, guess what, plenty of people might be upset, but the the action has to happen Without the disruptions, the profanities, and the attacks. Yeah, and you know, it's about doing the business of the city first, right? And so when it's disruptive, when you're being verbally assaulted or physically assaulted, because this incident with DJ Hooker and myself, I was just, this was about an hour after the council meeting, so I felt safe to go to lunch. My Myself and the Ward 4 uh, staff walked over to lunch like we do almost every single day, you know, thinking about nothing but getting lunch. And he saw me, I saw him. And it just, you know, he just came after me. And I I mean, like, I really felt like I I was being stalked. And I said, you're too close. And that, like, you know, I've seen this person at the, um, at City Hall previously about issues. And, you know, he's used some language and things like that. But this got out of control. And it wasn't just me. It was my team also. You know, we were all on that escalator. And um, I could feel my feet kind of slipping back. And I thought I was about to fall down the escalator. And so did uh, my policy aide who was on the escalator behind me. And so that just went too far. It really did. Did you feel at any point he was going to harm you or wanted to harm you? Not only did I feel like he was going to harm me, I felt like I was about to fall down the escalator. 
I have been in some scary situations in my life, but nothing more scary than that. When I, so he had the phone like sitting on my nose and really close to my face. So I was really focused on the phone, but then I realized like my feet were slipping. And then, you, you know, when you feel yourself slipping, I'm like, I'm trying to protect myself. I really thought I was about to fall down the escalator. Like so, I was scared. Yeah. You should have been. I mean, uh, I think all of us in that situation would have would have had some of those same feelings, if not the exact same feelings. Minneapolis City Council member Latricia Vita is with us. OK, so what happens next? What should the council do in obeying open laws and also trying to ta- to stop the either the verbal or physical attacks? I think it's okay for people to come. And, you know, we have times for people to come and speak on a specific issue. People are um, allowed to set up meetings with council members individually if they want. I want that. I love talking to constituents. I love talking to the people of Minneapolis. Um, But I think that's what it has to be. It has to be us talking to one another, not someone yelling at you and, you know, trying to bully and put fear in you. And and I want people to be able to show up to the council mem- to the council meetings, but we have to be able to conduct the business. And you can't do that with people screaming profanities and um, you know disrupting uh, the meetings. Do you think you need law enforcement there to make I sure? I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Um, as someone who uh, has applied for a restraining order and filed a police report, I do think that. How soon will that happen? I'm not sure if it will happen. It's something that I I think we're going to have to agree on as a council, and I'm not sure that all council members agree with that. But I do, and I'll tell you, where I sit on the dais makes me feel way more uncomfortable uh, probably than other people do. Like I'm kind of at the end of the dais, really close to the door. And after the last incident, the things that people were doing outside the door and, you know, how how close I was to someone who could have just walked in and did anything to me, I'm even more scared. So help me out here. If if council members know, I mean, they've, they've been at the council meetings, they've watched these disruptions, they know what's happened to you, have they tried to explain why they wouldn't want more law enforcement at the meetings? I, I I don't understand. You know, we had two votes yesterday around getting help from uh, the state on what we could do as a council, and some council members voted against that, and that, that was heartbreaking because we're all in this together. If I'm in harm's way, they are too. We're all sitting up on that dais together. It's just a matter of who's going to get hurt first. Does this um, cause you in any way to doubt what you're doing and whether this is worth it? I don't I don't think it causes me to doubt if it's worth it or not, but it does it does break you a little bit, you know. It was it was really hard for me um the week after this happened because my job before coming on the council was quiet and you know yeah. I, I didn't have to worry about the danger I was in. I love I love serving on the Minneapolis City Council. It is definitely one of my most it's something that I've always wanted to do and I love so much, but these things, they, they, this, this, 
this fear, it, you know, it takes away from you and you have to have time to recover and come back from it. And, you know, but the people who I represent, they've reached out, they show me love and my team love. And, you know, they tell us how much they appreciate us. They also ask for their snow to be clear, but they tell you, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they appreciate you. And so that's what keeps you lifted up and, and uh, focused on doing the right thing. Council member, be safe. Um, keep doing your job, and I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your honesty about what's happening. Thank you so much. You have a good day. You also. Minneapolis Bye. City Council member, Latricia Vita. Let's add this to the list of what's unacceptable. Again, respect. We had this conversation earlier. The reaction of some people regarding the wild and the decision to, at the last moment, we're not going to wear the LGBTQ jerseys. I don't agree with it. I understand maybe <laughs> there were legal issues, considering what the laws are now in Russia. I wonder about, was it a late player that came in? And I get that we can have a debate about it. But what, again, was awful is let's use a gay slur and just feel no problem using a gay slur in texting the radio station. And we talk about respect and having Fundamental differences, although I have a tough time on some of those differences, but you can have a conversation, a respectable, a respectful, a decent conversation. And again, this is what's happening more and more with politics. And by the way, the left and right are fully capable. And the idea that the left is not as capable of the right in some of these things, you're not paying attention. Because we've seen it. With announcements, when Mike Freeman was the you know chief attorney for Hennepin County with individuals just taking over the press conference and, and stopping things. And now, where you can't even get your work done. And I got a really tough time for a fairly naive other member of the city council. How would you have felt if you were council member Vita and you're in a position where you're profanity screamed at you and your families and you're cornered. And they said, I don't think we need security. Again, Dave, this is another one where I wonder if, if they were in the same position. So this level of the discourse and the physical and the verbal confrontation, it makes me think once again, why do you want to get into this business, Dave? And, and who's passing on these opportunities and, what would cause you to put up with this nonsense at this point? I would not last very long at all. It's 21 past two. I want to hear from you. 651-461-9226. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 